everybody and welcome to the BU podcast. This is episode two where I'm going to be discussing chapters four, five, and six of the book of Genesis of the Bible. I have a New Living Translation Bible. You are welcome to have your own Bible as well and follow along or just simply hear me. Let's begin. Cain and Abel chapter four. Now Adam and his wife Eve became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, With the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel brought a gift too the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you but you must subdue it and be its master. I think this is so important that sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. The enemy is there eager to control you and he can control you through bad things. And you may be like, hold up. Well, I don't do bad things. Like I don't steal and things like that. But Simply subconsciously thinking about things, negatively judging others, or just having negative thoughts, or even, you know, being too busy to forget to be and pray to God and thank Him for everything. That's how the enemy gets you. Let's continue. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, Let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I supposed to be my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, You will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Cain replied to the Lord, My punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. The Lord replied, No, for I will give you a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. So Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. And before I continue, I want to explain that a sevenfold punishment is a punishment that if you kill someone or do something against them, then that will be returned to you seven times greater. The Descendants of Cain Cain's wife became pregnant. She gave birth to Enoch. Then Cain founded a city, which he named Enoch, after his son. 
Enoch had a son named Irad. Irad became the father of Mehujael. Mehujael became the father of Methushael. Methushael became the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women. The first was named Ada, and the second was Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jabal, who was the first of those who raise livestock and live in tents. His brother's name was Jubal, the first of all who play the harp and flute. Lamech's other wife, Zillah, gave birth to a son named Tubal Cain. He became an expert in forging tools of bronze and iron. Tubal Cain had a sister named Nama. One day, Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. Listen to me, you wives of Lamech. I have killed a man who attacked me, a young man who wounded me. If anyone tries to kill Cain, the punishment is seven times. Then the one who tries to kill me will be punished 77 times. We can see how, because Lamech is a descendant of Cain, through generations the punishment grew bigger, the sevenfold punishment. The birth of Seth. Adam and Eve again had another child. They named him Seth. For Eve said, God has granted me another son in place of Abel, whom Cain killed. When Seth grew up, he had a son and named him Enosh. At that time, people began to worship the Lord by name. And that's the end of chapter 4. We are now going on to chapter 5. The Descendant of Adam. This is the written account of the Descendant of Adam. When God created human beings, he made them to be like himself. He created them male and female and blessed them, and he called them human. So now we're going to be seeing all the history line of descendants of Adam. And also, I want to point out that the following descendants lived many, many years. So I'm talking about a lot of years, past 200 years they lived. And this was before... God limit the number of years humans can live, but we're going to see that in the next chapter. Let's begin reading the descendants of Adam. When Adam was 130 years old, he became the father of a son who was just like him in his very image. He named his son Seth. After the birth of Seth, Adam lived another 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Adam lived 930 years, and then he died. When Seth was 105 years old, he became the father of Enosh. After the birth of Enosh, Seth lived another 807 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Seth lived 912 years, and then he died. When Enosh was 90 years old, he became the father of Kenan. After the birth of Kenan, Enosh lived another 815 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enosh lived 905 years, and then he died. When Kenan was 70 years old, he became the father of Mahalalel. After the birth of Mahalalel, Kenan lived another 840 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Kenan lived 910 years, and then he died. When Mahalalel was 65 years old, he became the father of Jared. 
After the birth of Jared, Mahalalel lived another 830 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Mahalalel lived 895 years, and then he died. When Jared was 162 years old, he became the father of Enoch. After the birth of Enoch, Jared lived another 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Jared lived 962 years, and then he died. When Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day, he disappeared because God took him. When Methuselah was 187 years old, he became the father of Lamech. After the birth of Lamech, Methuselah lived another 782 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Methuselah lived 969 years, and then he died. When Lamech was 182 years old, he became the father of a son. Lamech named his son Noah. For he said, May he bring us relief from our work and the painful labor of farming this ground that the Lord has cursed. After the birth of Noah, Lamech lived another 595 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Lamech lived 777 years, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And that is the end of chapter 5. We can see the whole descendant line of Adam, and how from Adam it led to Noah, who, if you know your Bibles, you know that Noah is a big character. He was one of the first covenants that God made. I'm beginning chapter 6 now. A world gone wrong. Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful woman and took up any they wanted as their wife. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. And we can see this has been true to the day you can see it in your own family that typically nobody no nobody lived more than 120 years because that's how god decided it but then we know that after death if you have asked god for forgiveness and you truly believe him then you will have eternal life in your soul of course i'm continuing reading in those days and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God married women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. And I want to stop right here. I want to point out that, that that is still true till today. You know, like I was mentioning earlier, we sin through our thoughts, what we imagine, our actions. And we need to ask God to guide our minds so we don't have these thoughts because that's what the enemy wants. To break our relationship with God through these thoughts and actions. 
So the Lord was sorry he ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. The story of Noah. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed that all this corruption in the world for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar, inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side. Build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. I find it incredible how God gave these specific measurements to Noah because God could see ahead in the future and he knew how many animals, how many people were going to go in there. He knew how much space was needed. So what I want to tell you from this is God knows how much you need and he will give you what you need. But we can't go asking for more. Because God knows what is just right for us. And he will close and open any doors that he needs to. Because he knows what is best for us. And he has the better plan. I'm going to continue. Look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant. If you don't know what a covenant is, it is a promise. I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife, and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you. To be kept alive. So here God is telling Noah. Animals are going to come to you in pairs. A male and a female. Because they want to be kept alive. God was going to direct the animals to find Noah. To be kept alive. I, I find this incredible. How Noah must have just been standing there with his boat. Like, um, I don't know guys, but... God told me that animals were going to come to me. So they stood there. And then out of nowhere, animals were just walking toward his boat. Like they had a direction, a map, a GPS. And that was because of God. Because of God's grace, those animals were saved and went into the ark. I'm going to continue. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. 
So God is giving exact and precise directions to Noah for what he should do to survive the flood. And so Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. I love that about Noah. He didn't question God. God, why? Like, no, 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 God, maybe do this. Maybe, maybe no. He didn't say that to God. He said yes. And he listened exactly. He didn't say, oh, I'm going to do it my way, God, because this is what I think is best. You know, you know, I, I kind of know how to build a boat, so I'm going to do it my way. No. He listened precisely to what God told him. And because of that, in the following chapters, we are going to see how Noah and the animals and, of course, his family got to live and survive the flood because they listened to God. And especially during these times, I find it crucial that we need to listen to God if we want to make it out of the flood. We need to ground ourselves with God's word and his presence to find the way out of the flood. Find the light in the tunnel. And that's the end of chapter 6 and today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed and learned a lot and had a great time in God's presence. For God says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am among them. Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. I'm Ashley Swazo, and I am spreading the great word of God and reaching many hearts one episode at a time. See you next time.